Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Zero Waste Lifestyle came to people's attention a few years ago when online influencers showed us how to minimize waste. Their methodology, although rather extreme in some people's opinion, proved that zero waste is possible after all on the individual level. Meanwhile, on a wider scale, a growing number of Chinese cities and rural areas are trying to overcome even more challenges to reduce waste. Hello, I'm Luo Laiming, and this is Roundtable. Today, with my colleagues Niu Hongling and Brandon Yates, we investigate the progress of building zero-waste cities here in China. We begin with Brandon. And have you ever tried the zero-waste lifestyle yourself? I mean, I try and do my part.、Um, I try and always reduce,、uh, reuse, and recycle.、Um, I suppose I could make more of an effort in terms of researching what I can do to live a less wasteful lifestyle. But I'm definitely conscious of certain things, so the amount of plastic that I'm using, or the amount of water that I'm using,、um, and it kind of comes at different stages. I mean, when I look back at my time in South Africa、um, in Cape Town, we had a very severe drought at one stage,、um, so we, you know, found ways to、uh, t- take care of our water usage. So, for example, using rainwater in buckets and capturing, you know, some shower water falling out of your body into、um, Different containers and using that water for different purposes, etc., which is quite an extreme example because it was an extreme situation.、Um, but in, you know, inverted commas, normal times,、um, I guess the, the biggest thing is just being aware of、um, the plastics that I use and and my water consumption as well. I'm also quite conscious of. So water consumption and plastic、uh, waste are the two major. Challenges that you have to overcome if you were、mm. to really implement a zero waste lifestyle. Yeah, and I think that's also the two areas that I think individuals are capable of really making a difference in their own lives. I think when it comes to greater scales, then you know governments and municipalities etc. Et need to take more of the responsibility. But I think where individuals can really make a difference is probably those two areas: water consumption and、uh, plastic usage.、Mm-hmm. I, there used to be a, a time when it's much easier if you.、Uh, Living in rural areas than it is when you are living in urban areas where you always have to buy stuff、mm. sometimes with、uh, plastic packaging. So, like Brendan said earlier, plastic waste can be a challenge for any individual who want to exercise this、uh, zero waste lifestyle. But increasingly, even in rural areas, more and more stuffs are、uh, coming in plastic wrapping.、Uh, there. Uh, last year, I had a chance to travel to the hometown of my wife, and it was literally in the mountains. I mean, the close closest neighbor we had was like two、uh, hundred meters away on on the borders of different ra-、uh, paddy fields. So it was very rural. It was、uh, isolated, but still, we had to dispose waste through burning, and、uh, the burning of plastic wasn't really、uh, pleasant. Yeah, and when it comes to、um, on a personal level, actually, I have encountered relatively extreme cases. Because when we were talking about New Year's resolution, and I found one of my friends' friend actually、uh, is living this zero waste lifestyle, and her way of doing so is. By making a resolution of buying no new stuff、mm. through the entire、Jeez. year, I and could never she, do that. And、wow. she did. She, she did That's it. That's amazing. She was in a lot of chat groups, recycling other people's furniture,、uh, utensils,、wow. and making sure she's not purchasing anything from online. She would love Cape Town. There's a huge community of people <laughs> that really make it. No, honestly, they make an effort to you know、uh, sell clothes amongst each other and different utensils and exchange things at、yeah. different markets. There's a big community like that in Cape Town, and I guess there's. 
what she she also found a similar community. I think so. Yes, yeah. and that is a really extreme case, but yeah. I can definitely see how people are being more and more aware of the situation, trying their very best to participate in such activities. Even though I myself is a bad example because of my recent newborn baby, I had to purchase a lot of <laughs> diapers. toys, diapers, and all these things are quite, I would say, harmful to the, the environment. You get、so、a pass. You've got a baby. You get a pass. Don't worry. <laughs> I well, I will try to do more in the coming year,、yeah. in the in the new year.、Mm-hmm. I must say another great element of you know that kind of lifestyle that you just mentioned is that it seems to be coming increasingly popular with young people as well. Whenever I'm on social media, I constantly see advertisements of young people reselling clothes、um, and exchanging books amongst each other,、mm. and、uh, like you said, different utensils, cups, and you know、uh, like dinnerware and household items, and that seems to be、um, an emerging trend with young people, which I think is great. Right, so we sort of established that、uh, there are difficulties facing individuals who want to exercise a zero waste lifestyle. Sometimes, even on the individual level, it is possible. But、uh, uh, while saving the environment, it is possible that she could、uh, end up ruining the economy, as some experts <laughs> would say.、Yeah. So it's really not、uh, sustainable if we do, if we were to introduce it on a wider scale,、mm. let's say throughout the society. So、um, I'm using this. As an example to show how difficult it is, if we were to look at zero waste on a city scale, so、um, uh, today we are actually talking about zero waste cities. And uh, but uh, why is it now? I mean, why are we talking about it now? What what's special about this time that we need to talk about zero waste cities? Actually, the zero waste city pilot program was launched in 2018, December of that year, which means it's been five years, and we're trying to look at what we've done, what are some challenges, and what are some possible solutions. And the work plan pledged to establish an index system for no waste cities and an institutional and, techni-、uh, and technical system for the management of such cities by 2020. And in 2019, 11 cities and five areas in China were Selected to pilot the waste-free programs、mm-hmm. and curb trash wasted in cities, and actually in 2022, about 100 cities nationwide are included、mm. by the list. So through the 11、uh, cities and five special areas, we've、growth. we've done some,、um, we've had some relatively successful examples. We get to expand that pilot program to other cities, and now we have around 100 cities, and they are、uh, considering their own situations and based on. The kind of waste they have, the kind of lifestyle, the major industry of the city, trying to figure out what's the best way for them to be the, let's say, no waste cities.、Mm-hmm. Brandon, take a wild guess. What do you think、uh, is the biggest challenge if we were to build a zero waste city? Ooh, I think、imagine? one of the challenges that you mentioned is to, to the economy. I suppose you really do need people to go out there and, and make purchases and keep the economy going. So if everyone was just <laughs> reusing and recycling, then、right. that would create a problem.、Um, I don't know. I guess I would say plastic is probably the biggest issue that cities are dealing with. Yeah. Well, actually, well, I think it's it's not a bad guess, and、yeah. there are definitely a lot of problems with plastics, especially when it comes to classification of different types、mm. of pro-、uh, different types of plastics, how to reuse them in different ways, and what is the market out there for industries to actually recycle them while making a profit,、right. so they have the incentive to do so. But there are definitely other problems as well. But I think it all comes back to what exactly is a no. 
waste city. Are we、yeah. talking about no generating of waste at all? Of course not. not. Possible. Yeah, it's possible, not、yeah. possible. It's a human society. You would generate waste. So the idea is that we get to properly manage the、uh, recycled waste, reducing landfill and minimizing the environmental impact of solid waste by promoting green development and green lifestyle.、Yeah. And the idea of、um, having a relatively successful no waste city is that you want to first to do、uh, the first thing you want to do is to reduce the waste、right. from the very beginning, the source of the product and stuff. And the second thing is to recycle properly.、Yes. The recycling part requires a lot of classification. We mentioned requires a lot of market activities. Something that individuals、measures. can also can control too. Exactly.、Yeah. And the third thing might not be that obvious to a lot of people, but actually by implementing this zero waste city,、um, let's say idea, it can also cut carbon emission quite so well. So、mm-hmm. it has a really positive impact、uh, impact on the air. That we need every second of every minute. So when we talk about zero waste cities, we generally look at our. We, we generally are looking at solid waste. I mean, that's something we need to deal with. Either burn it, incinerate it, or try to bury it in a landfill. So these will create long-term problems as we go. I mean, burning them sometimes, if they are not properly handled,、mm. can cause air pollution.、Mm. And if we were to bury them in landfills, I mean, there's going to be a day when we run out of landfills, run、yeah. out of space in in the ground to bury. Them so,、uh, most likely when we talk about solid waste, we talk talk about zero waste. We talk about solid waste, but in the meantime, like Newling said earlier, if we can、uh, also reduce air pollution and, and water pollution, I mean that's killing three birds at the same time. Yeah, yeah. and actually. By reducing the landfill, by reducing the amount of garbage we actually burn, we are making our effort in cutting carbon emission, anyways. And、um, also, when it comes to the zero waste concept, it's not confined solely to urban environments. The sustainable approach has been widely adopted in rural areas across China as well. So、no. even though we're saying it's a zero waste city planning, actually the、uh, rural area is quite important. You also. Mentioned in one of your、um, checklist points for zero waste cities, where you know it's on areas that they're focusing on. One of them was innovation, and coming up with new ways of doing processes that are potentially environmentally、um, harmful. And I think that's also critical in terms of, like you mentioned, we are eventually going to run out of landfills and space to get rid of waste. I think. Huge efforts by you know companies, governments, etc., also need to be made to figure out ways to. You know, help people live a life that they are used to, but at the same time, not being as harmful as they have been in the past. And I think a lot of that has to do with technology and innovation, and you know, putting green development at the forefront of technology and innovation. Sure, but this will require input not only on the individual level. I mean, no, it comes from companies and、mm. yes, yeah. businesses, and then organizations, and then governments. So、uh, one would think that maybe it is. Easier to achieve zero-waste cities on a wider scale because we are involving more than individual residents who are not as resourceful as these、uh, businesses, business entities, and、mm-hmm. organizations. But then again,、um, it is it is they are also facing a lot of challenges in this regard and the, distribu- the, the distribution of resources and how. Who's going to be、uh, overseeing them and taking charge? So a lot of these challenges also exist. I think there's also sorry. I think there's also the issue of you know companies and you know billion dollar organizations that 
are still wanting their place in the world, but that are, you know, I suppose causing harm. You think of like oil companies, etc. I think they are also very aware that, you know, if the green development, you know, gets to a certain point, then that is going to negatively impact their business. And those companies also hold a lot of power. So I think there is a bit of a power struggle between, you know, like, for example, fossil fuel companies and other companies that are trying to develop green technology. Mm. Power um, battle is definitely one thing, but local governments are also trying to provide them with certain incentives yes. to um, lead them to the right path to <laughs> protect the environment while. Like you said, it's a path, gaining. it's a process. Yeah. Yes, it's a process. Yeah. And in the meantime, I think um, carefully and meticulously selecting a unit to become a zero waste unit is also important. We mm-hmm. talk about in, on an individual level, it's impossible literally impossible for you to become a <laughs> zero waste person in the It sounds like your friends quite life. close. Yeah. <laughs> in a lifetime. So it's in my opinion impossible. But also if we talk about the country or a city, it can also be a bit too hard to figure out where to start, which is why a lot of cities and are trying to figure out how to start from a small unit uh, unit first building individual uh, zero waste cells, then creating a zero waste city and eventually maybe forming a zero waste society. And well, zero waste cities, zero waste societies, these are I can understand. What do you mean by zero waste sales? Zero like waste. from starting from prisons? <laughs> no. Cells, um, if you consider a city as a human body, uh, communities, schools, shopping malls, restaurants, parks, um, scenic areas, government institutions, factories can be as cells. And uh, zero waste cells are crucial for implementing the concept, actually. So, for example, if you have a factory that has figured out a way to continue and uh, let's say maintain their manufacturing process mm-hmm. while reduce the waste to the minimum okay. or trying to figure out how to reuse their waste. That's mm-hmm. the ideal situation. That's the ideal situation. Yeah. And the good thing about this is if you figure out how to do that for one factory, it can be promoted and to be, uh, let's say, expand to other yes factories as well. Yeah, you need is, one company to become really successful at achieving that and then hopefully that can lead to a follow-on process, you know, between other companies, you know, smaller companies, etc. I know yes. what companies we can start with, uh, incinerator <laughs> factories. I mean, by definition, there are supposed to be negative waste com- uh, companies. Yeah. Well, yeah, which just is why... Joke. But they're also pro-profit, you know, we need to think about that as well. Yeah, and that is why when I see the actual example I have in hand, I'm actually quite surprised yeah. and impressed because the factory is uh, a let's say uh, it's the FAW Volkswagen in Qingdao, the Qingdao branch. Yeah, yeah. So, it's it. so it's an industrial a car, factory. It's an industrial factory. It's a car making factory. So in that place, um, actually, the general industry waste is often sold off previously, but handling the hazardous waste is more challenging, requiring disposal by qualified uh, facilities, costing about five million yuan That's annually. That's the thing. The expenses. It's very expensive. Yeah. Yet this year, the factory which manufactures three hundred thousand vehicles annually started creating this uh, zero waste factory um, let's say model and uh, they reduced the sludge refusing factory waste reusing factory wastewater reshaping the whole vehicle coating process Mm. and recycling industrial waste oil and by doing so actually it has been reduced from about 1,000 tons to around 400 tons that is the part of the hazardous waste annually using low temperature dry 
trying technologies. So new technologies are involved, like Brendan said, yeah. very important innovation. And in the meantime, we get to see that over 99% comprehensive utilization of general industrial solid waste is achieved, 30% comprehensive utilization of hazard waste and 100% harmless disposal of both general industrial solid waste and hazardous waste. I think something that these major companies also need to take note of as well is that even if you are using innovative technologies that are pricey in the early stages, eventually when everyone starts utilizing that technology and it becomes more widely available, those prices will come down. And also, if you're looking at the long-term success of your company, it makes sense to dispose of waste and you know in a more environmentally friendly way and just operating in a more environmentally friendly way because that will also extend the longevity of your business, you know, for hundreds or, you know, multiple hundreds of years. That's for sure. If Europe somehow starts a new regulation demanding companies operating in their territory to have certain certificate, uh, like zero waste certificate, then uh, companies who are who have done something in this regard would already have a head start. Yeah, I think legislation is also a big part of it. So innovation from the company's point of view. And then when it comes to governments, I think legislation needs to be put into place to ensure that these companies are, um, you know, keeping in line with uh, green objectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the meantime, we get to see that local governments are trying to actually have special funds designated for the development and for the uh, construction of such, I would say, zero waste cells. For example, we get we see Zhejiang Province, Jiangsu Province establish special funds to stimulate local zero waste city initiatives. Zhejiang allocated 560 million yuan last year, while Jiangsu allocated. 800 million yuan in rewards and subsidies. These would help companies to get a head start. So we have some examples uh, on individual factory and certain certain, uh, cities across the country having done something in this regard. And New Holland, you mentioned earlier, there are about 100 cities nationwide that are included in this list. But I don't think, I did a quick research last night while preparing for the show. And according to the research um, paper that I was able to find on CNKI, one of China's leading um, academic paper, aggregator websites uh, or portals, um, I don't see um, major progress being, being, um, being introduced on a wider scale, um, nothing phenomenal, nothing really spectacular, nothing awe-inspiring in this sense or revolutionary in this sense. Um, but there are regional uh, differences and there are places or there are uh, areas where certain cities can do better than other cities. And what what do you think would be a good example to show uh, that, that this city has done so well, leveraging its own local characteristics and really... Um, pushing the way, pushing their progress, ever edging closer to zero waste. Well, I think to start with, it's hard to see a phenomenal um, effect or overnight changes yeah. when it comes to zero waste city. Because yes, definitely, it's a process. And also, even though we say it's been five years, actually, it's been five years after the 11 cities and five special areas. But for most of the 100 cities we mentioned earlier, it's only one or two years. It's only mm-hmm. the starting stage. They're trying to work on a very meticulous yet detailed way to change how people live, to change how factories actually manufacture. The the pandemic also probably slowed things down a bit. Um, yeah, so the idea is that we are not going to see overnight earth-shattering changes, yeah. but we see progress, which I think is quite impressive. And you in probably my also find different cities have different challenges to deal with. So I think that's also something quite tricky to manage because I don't think it can be a blanket 
approach um, because you probably find that different cities deal with different types of waste um, that is, and, need, and need to have different needs. That right. is definitely true, which is why I'm going to answer Limey's question with the example <laughs> I found in Chongqing. That is a... Southwest China. Southwest China, and it is a complicated area, I would say, because the uh, I, um, I feel like it's... It's hard to manage such a populated yet um, a kind of city with rivers, with mountains. mountains, and it's just a little bit complicated, which is why um, they had this one example of taking care of a a river that is in Yunyang County. And in Yunyang County, there is this river with, uh, let's say, sewage water getting inside with garbage floating on the river. And what local government did is to first, they actually established a a specially in specially designed dock for ship waste. Dock. Mm. Yes, for ship waste with a total investment of around 40 million yuan, which is not small amount of money. And then they try to figure out how to let the people with specialties do their special, um, let's say, operations. So they deployed a cleanup vessels over 6,000 times annually with over 22,000 personnel involved. Wow. So all these people are designated to go over the river um, several times a day. and More than a dozen times a day. More than fact, a dozen yeah. times a day. Sounds like there's some uh, job creation there as well, which is good. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is good. And uh, through these measures, actually, the Yunyang County has in recent years annually salvaged and transported over 20,000 tons of floating garbage, mm. collected over 700 tons of shore garbage, and received and transported over 20 tons of ship domestic garbage, over one thousand tons of domestic sewage and over 50 tons of oily water waste. And this is really significant because we mentioned earlier this is uh, Chongqing municipality. It is in the southwest, a very mountainous uh, region of uh, of the country. And it's also in the upper stream of some major rivers, including the Yangtze River. Yes. So really um, cleaning up the rivers and reducing river floating waste is, uh, is significant for sure. people living downstream. That's a lot of people. Yeah, so that is a vivid example of how certain areas should be dealt with or, yeah, should be dealt with, are being dealt with. Yeah, and And um, they have their own unique issues to deal with. Exactly. And we also have examples in Shandong province, in uh, Xizang, and all these different places have their own problems, but in the meantime, have their resources. So, for example, if we're talking about Lhasa in Xizang, you are looking at resourceful uh, solar power. Mm -hmm. You are looking at great sunlight, which can generate electricity in a much more um, productive manner. Mm -hmm. And that helps with the situation as well. So instead of burning coal, we are using uh, solar energy on the Tibetan, on the Xizang Plateau, and and really um, trying to leverage its own advantages. And again, uh, we are talking about zero-way cities, but uh, really cities don't just include the urban areas. I mean, there are also the rural areas. And in rural areas, one of the challenges is to how to balance the economic benefit 
uh, against the environmental environmental protection initiatives. I mean, I for one have taken uh, a very extended walk in the rural areas of Jiangxi, and uh, I was uh, I for one was very very surprised by the use of what do you call them plastic mulch. So these uh, plastic polyethylene film that uh, farmers use to cover their uh, vegetables so they can grow in a more adverse environment, mm. in more adverse climate uh, conditions. I mean, the use of that technology or the use of that uh, material certainly was very useful in in boosting uh, agricultural product or other agricultural output. But then on the other hand, uh, when they are not properly dealt with, um, they they just they were just lying everywhere, yeah, yeah. close by the river or just next to the paddy fields. I mean that was just it. I was so surprised to see that. I mean, but then again, we have to do something about it. I mean, uh, the the government and also regional governments are trying to educate the farmers about the harm, the potential risks these um, plastic mulch can cause to the environment. But then it takes time. It takes a lot of commitment for. Uh, both the government and the uh, individuals to know, yeah. especially when you, about es- it. especially when you're dealing with people that have you know farmed in a certain way for a long period of time. Right.